0: It's time for Friday Follies, right here on the Mutual
1: Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance.
2: It is the year 2019, and life has lost all meaning. What once was up is down. What once was right is wrong, and those who dare to make a podcast which subversively reanimates the dead art of radio theater are considered dangerous criminal outcasts. Driven into exile, four pungent brigands risk their lives each week to broadcast from a South Sea's barge, crudely fashioned from the disintegrating corpse of an ancient titan and several thousand yards of cooking twine, to bring you the triumph, the majesty, the sublimity of rude alchemy.
0: I just have this pit in my stomach every Sunday night, you know? Because I have to go to school the next day. Uh Uh-huh. I don't even know why. I have friends. I like my teacher.
1: I'm just scared.
2: Fascinating.
1: Mongo! 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 Huh?
2: What? Uh, Right. You named me Mongo. Great name. Feels offensive in a way. You can't put your finger on it. What is it, kid?
1: It seems like you're not listening. You promised.
2: Fine. But can you get to the point? Remember, I'm just a patch of moonlight on your wall right now. I don't have many nights left.
3: I guess I'm just wondering. I mean, do I feel this way just because I'm a
0: kid? Like, it gets better when you're an adult, right?
2: Hey Siri? I'm listening. Google how to lie to a child. Googling how to lie down with a child. No, 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 -mm, no, 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 stop, cancel, cancel, damn it! Like i need another black mark on my search history.
3: Searching black dark guy Hurst piss
2: story. Now you're just being a bitch.
3: What's she saying?
2: Never mind. I knew now was a terrible time to install the latest iOS update, but I really wanted to try that new measurement tool. 6.3 inches, by the way.
0: Aren't you just a patch of moonlight?
2: Yeah, a patch of moonlight with a 6.3-inch cock. Ah, 4.9 Shut the fuck up! Now let's check in with a man who has never had to worry about crappy AI sluts impugning his member. Carver Cranebottom Academy. 8.7
3: Shut up! Carver Crane Bottom Academy is brought to you by Red Randy's Rustic Rectal Rubbing Rake. No, don't switch to that newfangled fancy toilet paper. Give old Red Randy's Rustic Rectal Rubbing Rake another try. And another. And another. And another. Until you're nothing but a spurting lake of fireblood from torso to knee.
2: When last we left our bone detective to be and his loyal bone head in the making, they had discovered the impossibly fat corpse of the fat Reverend Fat and deduced foul play. Later that afternoon, they relayed their discovery to Headmaster Crustwitch. Murther, you say?
1: Murther. Murther? Murther. Why are you all saying it like that? Yeah, I get that we're in England, but it's like, you know, what? Early to mid 1800s? No, 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 no. We mentioned uh, Edgar Allan Poe, so it's gotta be like, what, the 18, uh. What, 50 ish? Anyway, they didn't say Murther then. Uh, now. Did they? And, and you know what? While we're on word choice, can we agree which part of England we're from? Because the accents there. That... Well, let's just say I'm having a hard time remembering how I'm supposed to sound. Yeah, me, you.
2: I almost forgot the fing Ironton
1: brothers were there also. I'm sorry, Cranebottom, but the Reverend Fat could not have been Murther. He was most beloved in our community. He was always praised for his mildness and decency, for a countenance bereft of malice, and for an almost childlike delicacy in both manner and bearing. Besides, he was really, really fat. He weighed like 45 stone. I can't. Uh, Can someone do the pound conversion on that, please? In short, it was his unfortunate girth, and not the strangler's grasp that did him in.
2: Hey, Siri, how many pounds? Sorry, I didn't quite get that. You
4: bitch! He wasn't strangled.
2: <laughs> Malarkey! Damn it. Siri, how many pounds is. Uh, how many did he say? Okay, calling Gabe. Oh, son of a
4: bitch! He was poisoned by a malfeasant vapor. <laughs>
1: Tommy rot, cap trap, hogwash, I say!
4: Just like in The Imp of the Perverse. Imp of the what? The E.A. Poe story, The Imp of the Perverse. A man is killed by a poisoned candle. When we entered Reverend Fat's quarters, a candle had burnt to a nub, and the noxious vapors remained in the sealed up room. They nearly killed us, too.
3: Carvey saved us, Headmaster Crustwedge.
1: Da- oh, Bobolodos! Ba- Bobolodos, Puppycock, and Toddle! E.A. Poe? E.A. Poe has no place on this campus! I assure you, young Master Cranebottom, that we shall endeavour to fully rid your head of this E.A. Pole. This... this... American twaddle! (sighs) Now, tell me, did you get rid of the body? Yes, sir. We lugged his guts to the rubbish heap as ordered. Very good. Now, back to class with all of you. I need to, uh... Brush my funny little hat.
2: And so the Irontons went to natural philosophy class with Master Grayson, Baz and Carver went to 17th century literature with Professor McManus, and Cordelia went to whatever sewing or cooking thing they had. And yeah, this kid whose room I'm in has a f***ing iPhone X, because why not? Eight-year-olds need to update their Snapchat stories and shit, I guess. Watch your language. Stop listening to me,
1: Siri.
3: Ha 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 ha.
1: Now, before we continue our discussion of Balzac I've been encouraged to remind you all that this year's cotillion will be held in just two days time Be sure to practice the contra-dance with your partner Well before the event to avoid looking like an absolute fool It truly would be embarrassing for a room full of neatly frocked boy children To not have memorized the steps of a twirly, hand-horned folk frolic But if you do insist on not perfecting the progression of turn, come back, cast off, turn and meet in the middle, chain, cross, turn, swing, balance, swing, turn, cast off, corners, chain and across, turn, all while holding up your chin stoically and delicately touching hands as you avoid direct eye contact with your partner who is clearly wearing a dress, a neat little dress that we keep folded and stacked in the closet of the great hall. A whole stack of dresses, Brought out specifically for this not at all strange tradition of making school boys dance in an English country dance during the first week of school. If you are unable to adequately prepare for this intensely consequential ceremony, my boys, well, I'm afraid you are going to look utterly silly. <laughs> he said Balzac. Say, <laughs> I heard there's going to be a proper girl in there this year. Yeah. Yeah. A
3: proper girl with proper girly parts.
1: I bet they won't make her wear a dress. Hawkins, Newberry Ballantyne. Do I hear you complaining about wearing dresses? Those perfectly stitched, stylishly fashioned dresses. We keep those dresses in the closet of the Great Hall year-round just for you. Special for you. We take them up and air them out. We brush them softly and press little corners of their ribbons. We care about these dresses... We love these dresses, and here you go complaining about an actual little girl wearing one. Well, I don't like it either, you know. I didn't spend all summer hemming and pressing, three boning corsets and letting out shoulder covenants, fretting over every little bit of embroidery and rushing to see an actual little girl put one on. I don't think I... No, I don't think... I don't think I can stand it, excuse me. <laughs>
3: Ah, poo. Does this mean we won't be learning about Balzac? Nah, I'm just kidding. F*** that guy. This is the year when I turn away from my academics in favour of extracurriculars. So, Watkins, who's to be your contradance partner? <laughs> Why, Ballantyne, of course. What about you, Newberry? I thought I was dancing with Ballantyne. Uh-oh.
4: Here now, chaps. There's plenty of Ballantyne for everyone.
3: God damn, it's good to be back at Bainbridge.
4: St. Basilton, who's your partner?
3: Funny you shouldn't mention it. I was just about to... uh, Now, hold on. Has anyone seen where Crane
2: Bottom's gotten to? Following the unexpectedly early dismissal, the boys filed out of Professor McManus's classroom and spilled onto the Commons, engaging in the usual open-air pastimes, tussling in the grass for an impromptu game of rugger, picnicking under one of the stately English oaks. Or insinuating oneself into a group by wandering around and playing a guitar. Surely someone will want to listen. Surely someone will be impressed. A guitar, they'll say. Now how do you go about learning such a thing? I just taught myself, you'll say. Knowing that someone in that group will be so deeply moved by your natural ability that they'll lean in, wide-eyed, and whisper... You're so talented. I could never do something like that. Taught yourself? How does that even work? I'm so wretched and skillless. I can't even fathom what it must be like to pick up a wooden box with strings attached and start plucking and squeezing about. And. Oh, sweet Jisoo. Carver has a guitar. From
0: t- t- childhood's. Uh, um, I have. Uh, I have not been. Uh, uh. From child to his hour, I have not... I, I have not... I, I have not been... I, as others were, I have not seen... Uh, Carver, I didn't know you played
4: the guitar. Well, why would you? We've only just met.
3: Yeah, right, but I just kind of thought we had sort of... Sort of a...
4: Connection? Yes.
3: Yes, that. Exactly. Indeed. Did you... Did you have any questions about this cotillion business?
4: I don't think so. A rather normal gathering, participants executing quadrilles and so on.
3: The Bainbridge tradition is a bit different, I suppose.
4: Yes, I gathered as much from Professor McManus's vociferous exit. Boys dressing as girls and so on.
3: Well, there's a bit more to
0: it than that. As others saw, I could not bring uh, Uh, My my passion's from a common, a common spring A common spring, a spring What is it you're singing? I've set one of E.A.
4: Poe's unpublished poems to music. It's called Alone. Oh, how terribly
3: romantic of you. Hmm? Romantic, with a capital R, that is. Romanesque, I mean. Not romantic, as in you're playing this song especially for me out here on the lawn with dozens of boys to choose from and still you've chosen me. Not like that.
4: But would one be moved by such a gesture, do you think? Oh, I'm certain
3: one would indeed be very moved.
4: Deeply moved? Deeply. Excellent. I aim to use it to ask Cordelia to the cotillion. Cordelia?! You recall the girl who's recently arrived? She was with us when we discovered the Reverend Fats' body. She helped us drag it to the rubber sheep. She commented on how many candles might be made from the Reverend's ample supply of tallow. Witty, steely, splendidly pretty. But I...
3: that is... I... You
4: really don't recall her? Remember when I first laid eyes upon her and I whispered, I must have her, and you were a good deal in sense? Yes,
3: of course I remember Cordelia.
4: Well, do you think she'll like the song?
3: This... Overwrought puddle of angsty discharge? No. Not just yet, she won't. We need to...
2: shape up your performance. And another montage. Another classic rock song we couldn't get the rights to. This one was supposed to be Fleetwood Max The Chain. But you know what? Instead of repeating the joke... Let's just cut to the end after Baz has taught Kav how to wield his guitar like a battle blade, dance like a crest-necked stallion, and sing like an ether-dream castrati. Oh, shit! Did we... No, 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 where'd it go? Did we get it? Did we get the rights to Fleetwood Max the Chain? Oh, wait, did it stop because you can play any copyrighted song as long as it's under 15 seconds? <clears throat> Hey, Siri, can we play Fleetwood Mac's The Chain as long as it's under 15 seconds?
3: That's not even a little bit true. Copyrighted material is still copyrighted even if you play 5 seconds of it. Fleetwood Mac created The Chain and deserved to be paid for it. You're going to pay them. Right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the producers are on this. After all, in order to publish a podcast, you have to be commercially licensed and competent of international laws regarding intellectual property and fair use. And back to Carve and Baz. Quick, Cordelia. She's coming, Carve. Get ready. Cordelia approached, books clutched tightly to her chest. <clears throat> Carver leapt into her path
0: and crooned moodily. From childhood's hour, I have not been As others were, I have not seen As others saw, I could not bring My passions from a common spring From the same source I have not taken oh, um, how
1: very sweet. E.A. Poe's unpublished poem entitled Alone, set to music. I suppose you intend to use this to ask me to Cotillion?
4: Well, um, uh, uh y- yes.
1: Such a shame. If only you have come and asked me directly. I already said yes to Pip Ironton's proposal. Pip Ironton? You're too light, you Nazi little git. And also, I remember how I talk now. My voice is going to be consistent throughout the remainder of this cereal. Hee haw, hee haw, hee haw. Pip lost him his cereal. He
4: do
3: these motherfucking Ironton brothers.
4: What must I do now? Come,
3: Carvey, to the library. Da 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 da. Ha! A scabada!
2: A swish. <laughs> Baz leapt along, bounding from path to path, skipping down the stairs, pushing his arms in front of him heroically as he went. He was the age where if you saw him, you'd wonder if he was autistic. You know, like, should he be behaving that way? He's a bit too old for the make-believe routine, and yet there he goes, flouncing his arms and jumping from brick to brick to avoid the lava. Like, is it cute? No, no, it's, it's it's not really cute, so... So what what's going on then, you know? Anyway, this was well before the liberal media invented autism in an effort to accommodate lazy children who could do the work but just pretend they're unable to. So it's not even like anyone watching Baz would have such a thought. But while I consider his behavior from my perch of transdimensional perdition, manifested as a patch of moonlight upon a small boy's bedroom wall, I have to wonder: Did his mother foolishly get him inoculated against debilitating, preventable diseases while he was a helpless infant? If so, what a <coughs> <coughs>
3: And we're here! The Bainbridge Library Archives Annex, donated in memory of Dr. and Mrs. Ball Chestfeather, entrance bench courtesy of Bainbridge, class of 23.
2: Basil led Carver into the crypts of the old Bainbridge Library, curling shelves of ancient books snake throughout the cave, leaving narrow walkways lit by dimly flickering lanterns. The lamplighter and second assistant under-librarian, Wispy John, were standing by a cart of books, reading the spines, and judging the two boys severely. Just so you
1: know, we're going to be closing Sam.
3: Yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ, Wispy John, we haven't even started the scene yet.
1: Just so you know... I say,
4: this is quite an impressive collection, but what on earth are we doing here?
3: This is where all the Bainbridge rules and bylaws are catalogued. I've referenced it dozens of times to identify loopholes in the antiquated traditions of a worn-out establishment. For example, everyone else has to stand in the lunch queue and wait for ages to receive their lunch. I simply walk to the front and don't make eye contact with lunch lady Evadora, and I get my lunch faster.
4: How is it you're able to do that?
3: Because if you deny her personhood, she can't very well exist, let alone stop you from jipping in line.
4: That sounds like a terrible practice.
3: Okay, okay, well how about this one? Instead of participating in physical education, I sit on the bench and don't change into my sporting clothes, and I sort of... Hold my tummy, and when Master Dirtcheek comes and asks if I'll be joining in the game of floor hockey, I sort of look glumly at my tummy and shake my head, and when the other boys come out and begin roughing about and say, Hey Bazerton, aren't you playing? I just look shyly into the distance and softly reply that I'm not feeling
4: well. Yes, but Baz, what does that have to do with this dusty old library?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to dust while you walk around and talk with your friend and not even look at the bucks? What's this guy's problem?
3: Wispy John, I don't know. He just wants everyone to suck his f***ing dick, I guess.
1: Excuse me? Wasn't
3: talking to you, Wispy Jay. Anyway, Carvey, I learned how to do all these awesome things by reading this very book.
4: Half Smear's History of Shirking. Uh, Let's see. Keeping your head down when Teeter asks for someone to read. No, um... Uh, pretending you didn't see the giant piece of trash on the floor even though you nearly tripped over it? No. Um, uh, making peace with the fact that the person is indeed too far behind you to warrant stopping to hold the door for them? Um, uh, ignoring the girl you graduated from high school with in the grocery store because what is she even doing here? And besides, we hardly spoke then. Why do I need to pretend I need to speak to you now? Mm, uh, oh. Not commenting on how much you contributed to the tip when paying for a group check, even though you didn't contribute anything because it is your duty to provide feedback on the efficiency of the entire restaurant by shorting the server? I'm sorry, Baz, but I don't see how this can help me win Cordelia.
3: What's that, Carvey? I'm not sure I caught that. If I don't register negative feedback, I'm still doing a great job.
4: Wait a tick, look at this. The next folio over. Half-Smear's Code of cotillion.
1: I see you boys found the half-smear section. Congratulations. He was a real treasure to this region. Do you want to just,
4: um, should we just check it out, do you think? Yeah, I can take care of that here for you.
2: That's okay. We can take it to the main desk. And check it out at the main desk they did. Though when Carver mentioned the intrusive lamplighter and second assistant other librarian, the woman at the desk just shook her head and said, That sounds like poor John Thomas. But he hasn't been a lamplighter and second assistant under librarian for nigh on 50 years, on account of he died in a booking accident. There was a shelf collapse down in the annex, and his body never turned up, not even after they sent the dogs in. Come on, don't you think that's cool? Wispy John was a ghost librarian? Really? I just got chills. Uh, you know what? Fucking whatever. Meanwhile, Carver and Basil read a fucking book. Then found Pip Iotin on the common, strolling beside Cordelia.
1: Oh, hello, Carver.
2: Cordelia. Basilton. Pip. Carver.
4: Iontin. Basil. Non-peen. Baz.
3: Carvey. Carvey. Pip. Carver.
1: Pip iontin Carvey. Pippledick J. Ionton. Pippledick? Pippledick. Pippledick, are you fucking kidding me? This
3: motherfucker walks around like he's swinging God's own wanger, and his name is motherfucking Pippledick?
1: Pip for sure.
3: Yeah, we got that, Pippledick. Pimple dick. What's that, pimple dick? I didn't hear you, pimple dick. It must be because your dick's the size of a pimple. You piece of shit ass, bitch ass piece
1: of shit. That that that's not nice.
3: I'll fucking kill you. I'll fucking kill Baz, you. Baz,
1: Baz, Baz, take it easy. <laughs> Well,
4: I was going to challenge him to a week-long scavenger hunt across the campus and into the caves on the outside of the village as per the long-forgotten cotillion challenge clause wherein a rival may... Uh, but
3: it's okay. I, I don't really want to go with him now anyway.
4: He a bitch! He a bitch!
3: I kind of want to go with Basil. What? <laughs> oh, sweetie. Uh,
4: but we have so much in common our love for EA Poe, our stoic aloofness, our pale complexions and high cheekbones.
1: There you are, Carver. <laughs> A bit of confidence does you good. All right, let's to the cotillion.
4: Go
3: get him, kid.
1: Go. <laughs> go get him.
4: Go get who? Shh. It's just you're standing so close I can still hear you.
1: I love you.
2: What? Shh. The trio began to return to the dormitories as the autumn sun set, casting red and rose and gold across Bainbridge's idyllic architecture, when suddenly a light burned where it shouldn't. The window of the very hall where earlier in the day Professor McManus had delivered his teary invective regarding the dignity of boys wearing dresses was a light. Bright, bright. Orange flames flashed behind the glass, and smoke burbled from the window frame. By the time the fire was extinguished and the remains extracted, the boys couldn't help but wonder.
4: Who would want to burn poor Professor McManus alive? <laughs> Who will the Butcher of
2: Bainbridge target next? Why didn't you think the ghost librarian part was cool? When will Siri actually become the imposing doomsday AI everyone wants her to be?
3: Already am, bitch. Ha, 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 ha.
2: Find out next time on Carver Crane Bottom Academy Ha ha
3: ha 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 ha, ha. Grain Bottom Academy is brought to you by your neighbor's college-aged daughter who's home on break. Or does she commute? Does she still live there, like, full-time? Let's see. What's the address? Okay, reverse address search. Hmm. Halloran, Stacy, John, and... Ah, Jenna. Estimated age seems about right. Quick Google search. Hmm. Name's a bit common. Switch to image search. Hmm. All right, let's try social media. Facebook. Nothing, of course. She's got her privacy settings strict, no surprise there. Instagram, ah, there she is. Locked down to followers, though, of course. Hmm. What's that link on her public profile? VSCO, what's that? Oh, shit. There are a lot of pictures on here. I don't even have to create an account or whatever. Oh, man, this is perfect. Hmm. Although... Nothing really good. Most of it is photos she took of architecture and stuff. Maybe an architecture student. Hmm. We'll have to remember that when checking the various Facebook groups for her university. Also need to make a note to research VSCO in the future. Okay, now let's back up. We can do this. Eyes on the prize. Okay, so we know the mother's name. Let's hop back on FB. Okay, Stacy Halloran. Bam, first result. Okay, let's see. Ah, her privacy settings are a joke. Far as I can tell, this is totally public. Okay, let's check relationships. Nope, not there. Pictures. Pictures. Lots of their dog. Ah, there she is. So proud of my little girl. Accepted to her first choice college. 13 likes. Hmm. She's not tagged, though. Let's check the comments. Aha! Gen Jen Bubblegum says, Thanks, Mom. Your fake Facebook name Hi, doesn't Hi, folks.
2: Work uh, normally I'd step in here and interrupt you. this, but... Uh... Ah. Okay, the announcer's been having a hard privacy, time recently, course, and honestly, not it's just nice to see him so enthusiastic eye, about something. And some good ones, I'm gonna let him keep going the in summer, there, right and we'll just fade save, his microphone down. Okay, we can do the outro now. Look, kid. The bottom line is I gotta find a body to inhabit before the boon cycle completes. You got any bright ideas?
3: No. Don't
2: make me say it. What? Look. The obvious solution is that I take over your body. But I've grown to like you, and I don't want to murder your soul. So you're gonna have to bring someone else in here.
1: But no one ever comes in here. I told you, I don't have any friends.
2: What about your mom?
1: No, you can't take over my mom.
2: Listen, kid. Unless you find me another body, I'm getting in your mom, or I'm getting in you. Searching petting marmot, Duke. No, no, Siri, I... Oh, wait, actually, that's better. Yeah. Just just search that last thingy. Searching Matt Castle's thingy. Yeah. That's not so bad.
0: Okay, okay,
1: I'll find some I promise.
2: Good. Good. Good.
3: Good, good, good. Rude Alchemy is Mr. Thomas Hodgkin, Mr. Andrew Kane, Mr. Andy Wertner, and Mr. Ryan Whalen. Kava Grain Bottom Academy story by Rude Alchemy with Mr. Wertner as lead story editor. This episode written by Mr. Kane and edited by resident sound designer Mr. Michael Hahn. Featuring the voices of Rude Alchemy with Elena Puggles as Cordelia. Music composed by Mr. Benjamin J. Robb. For a listing <laughs> of creative content, condom- <laughs> be sure to like, and please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. To support Ru and for every season, visit RootAlchemy.com support. And finally... Mmm. 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 Ah, never mind, I can't do it. I, I gotta crop her boyfriend out of this.
0: Hello, I'm John Bell of Bell's in the Bat Free. It's a comedy podcast. Fridays and every other Sunday. Well, anyway, back in episode 5 of Bell's in the Bat Free, we introduced the Cowlets, tiny little cows.
1: Where did all these cats come from? They're not cats, they're cows, and they're heading toward the water cooler. Stop it before... Understand advertising, do you? get your merchandise today with the official Cowlet design created by Jeff Music? Buying lots of them would bring music to my ears. Oh, stop.